0: الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا سبلانا اهدنا الصراط المستقيم اهدنا لما اختلف فيه من الحق واشهد ان لا اله الا الله سبحانه عما يقولون علوا كبيرا لم يتخذ صاحبة ولا ولدا واحد أحد فرد صمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وعزيزنا محمدًا صل الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله جاء بالحق. بالحق أنزلناه وبالحق نزل من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له ومن يتوكل على الله فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ وَمَن يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ وَمَن يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَاللَّهُ غَالِبٌ عَلَى أَمْرِهِ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ أَمَّا بَعْدْ Dear brothers and sisters committed Muslims Alhamdulillah Allah has given us A weather opportunity To speak about An issue that Because we're living in a western society And we're living among non-Muslims It's an issue that is seldomly approached when it should not be that way. And that has to do with Isa salam, Jesus, the son of Mary, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon both of them. Have you ever asked yourself, Why Muslims and Christians and Jews, why they don't have a type of discussion about this whole issue. The Quran covers this whole issue quite extensively. And the Christians, depending on their churches, the Eastern Rites, or the Western, the Eastern Orthodox Church, or the Western Catholics and Protestants, they have a different calendar when it comes to observing Christmas or Easter or some of these other holidays. Last week it was observed by the majority of Christians, that is Easter, and this week it's the Eastern Orthodox Church. And as Muslims, and because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offered us relevant, helpful information on the subject, we should have enough confidence to open this chapter up and look, let's see, what is all of this about? Okay, the ayah, the reference ayah in this khutbah is, (inaudible) إِنَّ مَثَلَ عِيْسَىٰ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Kamathali آدَمْ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ قَالَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ The similarity of Isa as far as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concerned is like that of Adam. He created him out of dust or dirt and then he said to him, Be, and he became that's the general meaning of the ayah okay all of us read this ayah understood the general meaning of this ayah but not many of us have contextualized this ayah and this is where it is important for us to begin to circulate this information at least among ourselves so what's the context of all of this the context of all of this is that the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews. These three significant global communities have very different opinions about Isa To begin with, Isa, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, was sent to Bani Israel. Ya بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ inni Rasulullahi اللَّهِ O oh, children, this is what Isa said and it's the ayah in the Qur'an O oh, children of Israel I am Allah's messengers, messenger to you Who who are Bani Israel? Who is Isa speaking to? He's speaking to a community of people who were madly materialistic and that materialistic madness presented itself through many ayat in the Quran that's why this mathala in the and Adam has to be put in the context the historical context, the theological context, the practical context of Bani Israel. So Bani Israel were materialistic. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored them with al-man was-salwa, they said, أُدْعُوا لَنَا رَبَّكَ يُخْرِجْ لَنَا مِمَّا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضُ مِنْ وَفُومِهَا وَقِثَائِهَا وَبَصَلِهَا وَعَدَسِهَا Whatever the sequence of these herbs and these plants and these vegetables are in the ayah, in surah al-Baqarah. They're not satisfied. They wanted something that... What's this man and salwa? Where did this come from? We wouldn't know how to regenerate it. It's not something that comes within our sensual control. Another presentation of in the Quran, another presentation of their crass materialism. They said to Musa, Ari Allah Jahara. Let us see Allah with our own eyes. And other ayat as you can follow throughout the Quran, the the point that stands out here is, Isa came to a people who were subjecting the ghayb of Allah, the unknown and unperceived of Allah, to their sensual materialistic world so when Isa was born it meant to be a jolt to their materialistic mindset and to their worldly centeredness it was meant as a jolt to them so he was born miraculously and here once again there are different in explanations of his birth. Banu Israel had their materialistic explanation. Every newborn, every baby has a father and a mother. If you are not connected to al Ghaib, you say yes. I mean, are they saying something wrong? The Christians, on the other hand, said yes he has a father but his father is God now when we are expressing or we when we are thinking through these truths that are provided to us by Allah شأنه, we are not intending to score against anyone and we don't intend of anyone to score against us all we seek is trying to present the truth about Isa alayhi that's all we want so when Isa was born and some people say that his father was Joseph the carpenter who was Mary's husband and therefore Isa, Jesus was born from a father and a mother On the other hand, when the Christians say that Jesus was the son of, is the son of God. And they also say this even though Christian theology is a type of counterbalance to the Jewish materialism, theological materialism. When we read about Isa alayhi salam in the Qur'an and we see the different miracles that he performed, even to the extent, and I want you to listen to this very carefully, I know this is going to cause some controversy among those who take the meanings of the Qur'an literally. Isa said, and this is the only prophet and the only person who worded himself like this inni achlu kulakum minatini kehay atir faanfuhu <of> fihi <fire> fayakunu tai ran bi ivnilah. Isa is saying this ayah I create for you the semblance of a bird. And then I breathe into it, and it becomes a bird by Allah's license or permission. The word inni akhluq indeed, I shall create for you. That is an argumentation area. Who creates? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates. No human being can create. I think this is a point that Jews, Muslims, and Christians agree upon. Only God can create. So, why, why is Isa here saying, I am going, surely, I am going to create for you, uh, who is he speaking to, to Bani Israel, in the first instance, the resemblance of a bird. Out of dirt, out of clay. It's gonna look like a bird. And then I'm going to exhale into it. <sighs> I'm going to breathe into it. <laughs> and it becomes a bird by Allah's sanction. If you take this ayah, into your mind and heart and think about it and you will realize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does it mean here Akhluq, in the literal sense of the word the same thing occurs in another word in surah yusuf one of the two inmates that was imprisoned with yusuf said to you Yusuf said to one of the two inmates who were going to be released from prison, who were in the cell with him, أُذْكُرْنِي Mention me to your Rabb. Rabb here didn't mean Allah the Lord. Rabb here meant the Master, the Lord in the earthly meaning of the word. So anyways, what happens when Isa is judged to die? The Byzantine powers, they decided with input from the Sanhedrin of Yehud, the clergy class of Yahud they decided to put this man to death this person or to put him to death how does the Quran speak about this area of disagreement between Muslims and Christians he says they didn't kill him they didn't crucify him. They l- were led to believe that they did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not rebuke the Christians for misleading themselves into a fallacy. The wording, Bel Shubbi Halahum, they thought they did. Now, doesn't this open the door for positive psychological and interpersonal communication between those who are muslims confident of the information they have from allah azza wa jal and those christians who in their confusion have generated thousands of denominations throughout all of these centuries they need some help And no Muslim is going to be able to help them if we approach this subject with the arrogance or with the condescending attitude that some individuals or some institutions or some organizations have. That's that's not the course. That's not what to be done. So we go back to this materialistic mindset that has grown throughout the centuries the materialism of Bani Israel has culminated in the militarism of today that's the logical end to it and now they are playing out their logical end we are witnessing that except many of us cannot make the connection we can't see what's happening today as a continuum of their psychology and their theology that they've translated today into their politics and into their strategies that's that's our deficiency we have to outgrow that and be able to speak to these issues so when we come to them we say now what's your problem why can't you accept that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Isa alayhi in a miraculous, unnatural, or unusual way? Why can't you accept that? In your history, Yahood, they share a lot of historical information with the Muslims. They have the narrative of Ibrahim. فَخُذْ أَرْبَعَةً فَصِرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ That information in Surah Al-Baqarah in which Allah tells Ibrahim to take four birds and place these birds on a particular heights and then call them Now these are dead How did they come back to life? More than that, present this materialistic theological mind. Tell them, remind them. Okay, you, you say you're going by cause and effect. That's the world of materialism. No ghaib, no Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it. Just cause and effect. If that's the way you think, okay, in your own history, Musa had a staff. He had a stick in his hand. Didn't he throw down that stick, and what it, did what did it become? The stick became a moving snake. How did that happen? If you're going by cause and effect, if you're excluding Allah and the غيب, explain that to us. No explanation. And as I said, we are not here to score points. We are not here to have people feel inferior. We're just here to reach a common type of under. We can reach an understanding to agree to disagree. If that is done in peaceful, amicable terms. There hasn't be, there hasn't, there's no room for tension and friction and fighting and going to war like some of these crazies in the Islamic context and some of those crazies in the Christian context and some of those crazies in the Jewish context. We have crazies in all of these contexts who want to go to war and they bring up such theological issues to rationalize their war. What happened in the time of Allah's Prophet? knowing that this is the case in the Arabian Peninsula 1400 or so years ago a delegation of Christians came to Allah's Prophet they came from Najran that's the southwestern corner quadrant of the Arabian Peninsula bishops, archbishops, priests clergy of the learned ranks And they peacefully sat in the Prophet's masjid. Christian clergymen sitting in the Prophet's masjid. Doesn't that make you think? If Allah's Prophet permitted Christian clergymen to come and and discuss theological issues in his own masjid, why is it not permissible for Christians to go and discuss matters like this in Mecca and Medina the prophet at the time was in Al-Medina it doesn't say Christians especially if they are theological Christians are not permitted into Al-Medina or into Mecca where, where does it say that? where did this come from? the ayah in the Quran says al mushrikuna najas mushriks are contaminated that's mushriks It didn't say christians or jews they were all around at that time no one was telling them you can't come here you can't go there the only fiqhi issue that it may be problematic in some schools of thought is the haram they can't be permitted in in and around the kaaba okay fine that's fine but here we are this is difficulties we have the, the Prophet of Allah met these and they discussed and they spoke about Isa alayhi salam what do you think about Isa both sides gave their opinions and at the end how did that discussion end it ended with what is called al mubahala and that is ta'ala nad'u abna'ana wa abna'akum wa nisa'ana wa nisa'akum wa anfusana wa anfusakum thumma so how did that end? Very peaceful. There's no friction. There's no tension. No one is nervous. No one is living a, a, a heightened sense of anxiety or reservations or these. Very normal communication. And that normal communication ended with Allah's ayah steering the Prophet in the middle of that discussion. Okay. You feel very strongly about Isa being the son of Allah and crucifixion and all of this. And we feel very strongly that Isa was not the son of Allah. At least not the son of Allah in the materialistic definition of son. There's a Semitic definition of son. And of course these people, they're not Semites. Even though some Europeans, they hijacked Semitism and they claim that they are the only Semites in the world fact of life so it ended okay let's call upon our children our women and ourselves and come together and invoke allah's condemnation of upon whoever is lying about jesus is not that fair enough we are saying as Muslims if we are lying we ask Allah to condemn us what happened they said to the Prophet okay let, let, let us think about this let us break from the meeting we'll go back to our lodges and we will discuss this and be back with you so the Christians went back they discussed this among themselves And then they sent one of them to see what the Prophet is doing. And the Prophet had called his own family to begin to prepare for this mubahala. And then, see, they have information among themselves. They said, oh, if that's the case, there's no one who has ever taken on a prophet in a prayer of condemnation, except that they are doomed. And we don't want to be doomed. So they went back to the prophet in a very polite behavior and said, please excuse us. We exclude ourselves from the mubahala. That's the way it ended. The first interfaith conference in the world was in al Medina. Who would think now with centuries of rust on our conscience and hearts as Muslims all across the world. Who would think about an interfaith conference akin to that, what happened with the Prophet and the high-ranking clergymen of the Christians in al Medina? much less in the Prophet's masjid. Who would think of that? It goes to show you how much to what extent we have been fossilized by some of our fiqhi opinions that we can't breathe the oxygen of the Quran and the Prophet's teachings. Alhamdulillah, alladhi hada wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Sayyidina al-Mustafa wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa tuqa Dear committed brothers and sisters, Now we transition to the real world, meaning what is happening in real life? If Islam is an order of justice and a direction of fairness, then let us look, open our eyes, look at the real world, what is happening, especially in our context. In this past week, there were news reports in that same area in the Arabian Peninsula that we spoke about in, the, in this khutbah a few minutes ago. Those Saudi decision-makers... And their what they call law enforcement agents opened fire on four individuals killing them in one of the suburbs of riyadh That comes in the context of the last week in which 37 individuals in the Arabian Peninsula were executed in five different areas in Mecca, Al-Madinah, Riyadh, the eastern part of Saudi Arabia, and the southern part of Saudi Arabia. Thirty-seven of them, no fair trial, kangaroo courts. And where are, where are the people, especially those who ascend the minbars on Friday? We've been out here consistently for the past 36 years pointing as much as we can as conscientiously as we can to the crimes of that ruling family but we have people around we are not dumb Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a good degree of intelligence but why when we know the facts and we know the truth why don't we speak out against them we have two diseases in the Muslim body one of them is called Nifaq and the other one is called Taqiyya these are two diseases in the Muslim body And because of these two diseases, we have something like a chronic silence when these crimes happen, and before these crimes happen, and after these crimes happen. Maybe there's someone who has a troubled conscience, and they'll speak out on one or two Fridays, and then they go back into their silence. This is what happens. This is truth. You can observe it. Go around, listen to these khutaba, to these leaders of prayers, to these preachers on Fridays, to conferences. Go around. Who has the moral courage to speak the word of truth to the policies of injustice? the Saudi regime and the Bahraini regime applauded this past week the decision by the United States to end the the months that it gave to certain countries to import oil from the Islamic Republic of Iran. and then the Saudi regime comes on says oh we'll make up the difference we'll pump more oil and the Bahrainis said, this is the right thing. The Bahraini government or regime said, this is the right thing to do. During this past week, 54 of those troops the Sa- belonging to what is called the Saudi alliance, the Saudi-Imarati alliance, 54 of them were killed by a ballistic missile from Yemen. Four of them were Saudi officers, the other ones were what you may call Yemeni mercenaries. These are life and death issues. No one cares for life anymore. Life is cheap. Especially you Muslims who are supposed to have at least a heightened consciousness and awareness what life has become cheap to you. 26 women who were returned to Kosovo these are Muslim women who were in Syria fighting they were returned to Kosovo and they were put they are put now under house arrest. Where's the media where, whether it's Muslim media or non-muslim media where are they to go and speak to these women? And try to dig out the truth of what happened. Tell us. We want to know. There shouldn't be any animosity. There shouldn't be any reactions. Just fishing for the truth. Not not much of it is around. The Saudi Arabian government in this past week gave the Syrian refugees in Lebanon 5 million dollars. There's over a million Syrian refugees in Lebanon. So that's about four and a half and a half dollars to every Syrian refugee in Lebanon. And they want to present themselves as being helpful to destitutes and to refugees and displaced persons. At the same time, they gave three billion dollars to the military in Sudan to make sure... That they can win over Sudan to their side three billion dollars to the military not to the Sudanese people Sudanese people are out in the streets saying we don't want your money we don't want your presence get out of here another thing that's happening in Saudi Arabia people are confused there's a type of what they call liberalization going on over there that permits some people to say things other individuals will say the same thing and they're taken to prison Saudi Arabia in its executions last week executed a, a student who used to be at one of the universities in Michigan you think that'll make it to any of the khutbas on this Friday Obviously, the relationship between the Saudis and the Israelis is in high gear now. There is a prominent businessman in Saudi Arabia, who, in the United Arab Emirates, who called for normalization of relations this week with Israel, because he said, Iran is our number one enemy. After seven years or so, the Syrian government permits the Qatariya Airways to fly over its airspace. It reminds you of Da it reminds you of Dahas and Al Ghabra. Th- these are the tribes that went to war among the Arabian nomads before Islam. And then Israel said that it will attend the 2020 Expo in the United Arab Emirates. And there are other news items, unfortunately. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bringing us some rain. So we have to end with this dua. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna atiba'ah Wa arina al-baatila batilan warzuqna ajtinaabah Wa la tajjalhu multabisan alayna Wajalna lil imama Rabbana aghfir lana zhunubana Wa fi amrina Wa thabbit aqdamana Wa ansurna al